Alright guys, what's going on hockey fans? I hope your week went well. My name is TJ Branson, I'm with Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Radio, and this is FHF Hockey. If it was your championship week, let us know how you guys did. You can tweet at us at FHF Hockey. I'm hoping you guys won. I made it to the final round in four out of my five leagues. I lost to Scott in the Industry League, but at least I beat the guys in the Road to Hockey Show, so that's pretty good. Uh, maybe next year, boys. I love you guys. But anyway, let's get the fuck into it. Uh, this could very well be your championship week, and if it is, let me start by congratulating you and finish by saying let's get into the best ways to seal the deal. So, without further ado, let's get started. All right, boys, here we go. Let's get into the injuries or the players, you know, getting rested this week. It's the last couple weeks of the season, and a couple of teams have already clinched, so they're going to start resting their players. Let's get into the weekly schedule, the daily streamers, and the back-to-backs and what have you. Uh, let's check out some line changes, anything else that's noteworthy. So to start out the injury, Steven Stamkos will not play tonight. He is considered day-to-day with a lower body injury. Whether the Bolts are starting to rest their players or it truly is an injury remains to be seen. It looks like Kucherov and Hedman are still fucking playing, so I'm leaning towards this as an actual injury here. I'm reading on Twitter that Coach John Cooper is saying that it is more maintenance and it's helping him get a little rest. So they're playing it safe here with Stamkos. Uh, Joe Thornton, he practiced with the team on Friday, nearing a return. I feel like I say that every single week. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, personal reasons, will keep him out of the lineup tonight against Los Angeles Kings. Sean Monaghan underwent wrist surgery and will miss the remainder of the season. Apparently his hip is also bothering him. Uh, This is all coming out of the Calgary Sun. They also report that he should be good to go for training camp next year, so there's little to no worry that he's not going to be at 100% next year. So that won't affect his uh, his draft ranking. Uh, the injuries in Calgary are starting to really pile up. you got Matthew Kachuk, Christopher Stieg, Gaudreau now, Monaghan now. It's really starting to mount up. The top line in Calgary is, uh, if I remember correctly, it's Sam Bennett, Nick Shore, and Curtis Lazar. So that's, that's a real big-bodied first line. It's going to be interesting to see how they actually do for the rest of the year. Um, Charlie McAvoy is due for reevaluation in the upcoming week, and with that, we will know more if he is going to return for the regular season or if they're just going to rest him up. It doesn't seem like Boston's really hurting too bad with um, with injuries. They're still able to win a lot of games. Uh, Logan Couture sat out the last half of the third period on Saturday's game. He is going to be in the lineup tonight, so I'm not too worried about that one. Uh, Johnny Taze, he remains out. He's missed the last three games due to an upper body injury. Nick Schmaltz has been centering the top line with Kane and Sharp. But also, um, those line changes have been just getting mixed up lately, and we'll get into that later on in the episode. Uh, Just coming out today, Nick Foligno is going to miss two to four weeks with a lower body injury. Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois, has been practicing in that top-line spot. So he's definitely a good person to add, even though Columbus only has um, three games this week all on those heavy nights. Justin Falk missed one game against Ottawa on Saturday, and he has a chance to suit up tonight when Ottawa comes down to Carolina. So they're on the second half of a back-to-back there. Not a back-to-back, but a home-and-home, you know what I mean? On Twitter, Michael Smith is claiming that he's been beaten up a little bit from Thursday's matchup. He's kind of taken it easy. So personally, I'm considering him a game-time decision for tonight. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, he fully participated in Friday's practice, making his return even more imminent. Could this be the end of Neil Pionk's top power play time? Chances are that, yeah, it's over. Uh, Pionk is currently riding a seven-game point streak, one goal, and nine assists. He's got four points on the man advantage. He's been incredibly productive with his power play one deployment, and he looks to be a decent contributor for some time. 
So Henrik Lundqvist, also in uh, New York, he did not participate in today's morning skate, uh, putting his likelihood of playing tonight against the Caps in question. Uh, another goalie here, Braden Holtby, is day-to-day with a knee injury. They did send Phoenix Copley down, so I'm thinking he might dress as the backup as Grubauer is going to be getting the start. Uh, Grubauer has been filling in admirably in his absence, as Holtby is going to turn in the worst year to date. Uh, this is saves percentage and his goals allowed. He has a 9.06 this year and a 3.03 goals allowed. Grubauer, on the other hand, he's got half as many starts at 25. He's posting a 9.23 and a 2.35 goals allowed. So we're going to see how this affects Holpe's average draft position next year. Um, he's usually a first-round goalie and like a top-tier pick in, in the top five goalies to go, the top three even. But... uh Outside of that, let's move into a very short list of notable returns. There's only six that I want to talk about, uh, and two of them are actually Bruins. So Bergeron, he's back at it. He recorded two assists in his first game back. The top line is back together. This pushes Riley Nash into almost irrelevant territory for fantasy. Ryan Donato is remaining on that second line with Krejci and Brian Gianta. Uh, The first power play unit is the big three in Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta. Uh, and you got Krug and Riley Nash on the back points. So Riley Nash does have a little bit of fantasy relevance right now, but not as much as he did while Bergeron was out. Tori Krug came back. He posted an assist, two penalty minutes, a shot, one hit, and one block, and he is a plus two in his return. So Krug's right back at it, too. The Bruins are now without DeBrusque, Bacchus, and Rick Nash on the front end. They're without Charlie McAvoy and Chara on the back. They haven't been doing poorly, but... You know, they're obviously hoping they can rest up and just turn into an even more offensively um, offensively intimidating team for the playoffs. Seth Jones had a power play goal on six shots on goal. Four penalty minutes, a plus one, and three blocks in his two games since returning. Tarasenko also has two games since returning. He's got a goal in each, uh, six shots, and one of them was a game winner. He's got two hits and a block to add in there. Austin Matthews wasted no time. He scored in his first game back, and then he had an assist in his last game. He's got two penalty minutes and six shots on goal in that time. Uh, the last return I want to talk about is Andre Palat. He's got a goal and an assist on two shots on goal in three games. He's riding the second line down there, the second power play unit, and for tonight, that's who I'm going to be looking at for points. If you guys still need to pick somebody up, Andre Palat is your best bet. So let's move into the week ahead. Let's start planning so we can take this bitch to the bank. It might be your last week, so you really want to capitalize on some stuff here. Uh, You want to capitalize on anybody you might be able to pick up. So let's talk first about the weekly schedule, who's playing the most, who's playing the best schedules, who's got the off nights, so on and so forth. Um, There are 17 teams playing four games this week. No one's playing two games, so the remaining teams have three games. The 17 teams that are playing four are Arizona, Boston, Carolina, Colorado, Detroit, Florida, New Jersey Devils, Nashville, the Islanders, the Rangers, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, San Jose, Tampa, Toronto, Vegas, and Washington. So this is a pretty stacked week, guys. I mean, you got 17 teams playing four games, a lot of games, a lot of people to look at. Uh, The teams playing three are the remaining teams, Anaheim, Buffalo, Columbus, Calgary, Chicago, Dallas, Edmonton, Los Angeles, Minnesota, Montreal, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Vancouver, Winnipeg. That's all of them. So there's no teams playing two games. Uh, we're going to get into like who's got the best schedules, who's got the hard schedules after we clear up the back-to-backs um, through the week. Uh, I got second place in one of the league, and the league that I did get second place in, Zach, my co-host usually, he beat me on goalie categories. So I lost 
because Mike Smith shit the bed all week. Um, so for you guys, maybe I can help you guys out. Uh, you can do a lot better than me. I didn't really pick up the right goalies. I picked up, uh, I think I got Alex Lyon in the last day, and that turned out to really, really fuck me. Um, but anyway, so tonight into tomorrow, Carolina, Detroit, the Islanders, Ottawa, and San Jose have back-to-backs tonight into tomorrow. Ward is confirmed for tonight against Ottawa, so it looks like Darling is going to play tomorrow against Jersey. Uh, Detroit has Montreal and Pittsburgh. So Corot got tonight against Montreal. He is confirmed. And then Howard will get tomorrow against Pitt. Uh, For the Isles, Gibson is confirmed tonight against Florida. Halak is likely for tomorrow against Ottawa. Uh, For Ottawa, Anderson is confirmed for tonight. So Condon is likely to play tomorrow. Uh, San Jose, um, I think Jonesy. Yeah, Jones did get confirmed for tonight. So Dell is going to play tomorrow against St. Louis. Uh, Tuesday into Wednesday, Philadelphia is the only team that uh, is playing a back-to-back Philly. Um, Lyon got the start against Pittsburgh on Sunday, so my thoughts are that right now they have more confidence in Lyon than they do in Mrazek. Uh, They have a back-to-back against Dallas and then Colorado, so I'm thinking that they're going to play Mrazek against Dallas, who has had some trouble scoring goals lately, and they're going to have Lyon in against Colorado and McKinnon and company, so... That's my best bet. Um, both of the goalies, Neuvert and Elliott, there's just been rumors flowing out that they're like minutes away from returning. But as it stands right now, that's my best bet. Wednesday into Thursday, Arizona and Florida are getting the back-to-backs. Arizona's got a really tough back-to-back here. They got Vegas on Wednesday and then Los Angeles on Thursday. It would be it would kind of be funny if they played Kemper against Los Angeles, and that's how I think it's going to play out. Uh, Ronta has been like white hot lately. He's probably going to get the start against Vegas, and then you got Kemper against his old team in Los Angeles on Thursday. Um, Florida. So Harry Sateri got sent down to the AHL today, which leads me to believe that uh, Roberto Luongo is good to go. Um, two road games against Toronto and Ottawa. It's real easy here. Luongo's going to get Toronto, and is going to get Ottawa. Uh, Thursday into Friday, we got Chicago, Los Angeles, and Tampa Bay. For Chicago, I'm thinking Barubi. And Forsberg have kind of got an interesting duo going on right now. Uh, Barubi has been seeing a lot more starts lately. But they're playing Forsberg tonight against San Jose with a two-day break going into Thursday. Um, Forsberg did put up probably his best game in a Blackhawks uniform. He stopped stopped 31 out of 32 shots. Uh, He got the win. He had a 9.69 save percentage. So I'm thinking they're going to play Forsberg against Winnipeg. And then they're going to save Barubi for Colorado on Friday. You're going to have to stay tuned for that one. But that's what I'm thinking right now. Los Angeles has Arizona and Anaheim Thursday and then Friday. So I'm thinking Campbell's going to get the start against Arizona. And then Quick's going to get the start against Anaheim. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're going to see Boston Thursday and the Rangers on Friday. So Vasilevsky is probably going to be very likely for Boston. They've been playing Deming lately. Um, He's been getting a lot of the backup time lately instead of Budai. So I'm thinking one of the two of them is going to get the New York Rangers start. um, Leaning Deming just because that's the way they've been going. Um, and then Friday into Saturday, you got Carolina, New York, both New York teams, well, two out of the three New York teams, the Islanders and the Rangers, uh, St. Louis, Toronto, and Vegas are all playing back-to-backs into Saturday. Carolina has Washington and New York as their back-to-back. They got the Caps on Friday and the Rangers on Saturday. Um, thinking Ward is going to see the Capitals and Darling is going to get the Rangers. Uh, the Islanders. Gibson has been the go-to lately, even though he got shelled by the Bolts in his last appearance. It looks like they're going to give him another go tonight against the Panthers. So I'm thinking they're going to keep going with him. 
they're going to give the kid a try against the Leafs on Friday, I would think, and then Halak is going to get the Devils on Saturday. New York Rangers. So they have Tampa and Carolina are awaiting the Rangers this Friday, Saturday. Uh, Georgiev has been nothing but solid for the Rangers. If Lundqvist is still out by then, I'm thinking they hang <laughs> they hang him out to dry against the Bolts, and then maybe Pavlik against the Canes on Saturday. Uh, St. Louis, Allen has been doing, you know, Jake Allen things. He always lights it up at the end of the year. Um, uh, Vili Husso did get sent down this past weekend, so I'm thinking Carter Hutton is ready to go. Um, they, the Blues have Vegas and Arizona this weekend, so the Knights are likely going to see Jake Allen, and then the Yotes are going to see Carter Hutton. Uh, Toronto, they got the Isles Thursday and the Jets on Friday, so I would think McElhaney gets the start against the Isles, and then Freddie gets the start against the Jets. Uh, Vegas got St. Louis and San Jose. I'm thinking Fleury gets St. Louis and Subban gets San Jose. That's it. We got five different teams working double time this weekend, Saturday into Sunday. That's Boston, Montreal, New Jersey, Nashville, and Pittsburgh. So for Boston, they got Florida on Saturday and then my Philadelphia Flyers on Sunday. I'm not sure how they want to play this one out, even though I know that Tuka Rask's numbers against Philly are like, what is he, like 11-1 or something like that. So they're probably going to play Rask against Philly, and then they're going to play Kudobin against Florida on Saturday. Uh, even with how well Florida's been playing and how shitty Philly's been playing lately, I still think that's the way they're going to play it. So Montreal has Pittsburgh and the Devils this weekend. I would put Price in against Pittsburgh and Lindgren against the Devils on Sunday. Uh, the Devils are also working overtime this weekend. they got the Isles on Saturday and Montreal on Sunday. Uh, Kincaid is probably going to see the Isles, and Schneider will have a go against Montreal. Nashville has Buffalo and Tampa Bay. You got the best team and then one of the worst teams. This one's easy. So Saros is going to get Buffalo, and Rene is going to get Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh has Montreal and Washington. So I'm playing DeSmith against Montreal and Murray against the Caps. So now that we've already uh, blew through the back-to-backs here, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the strength of schedule throughout the week, uh, who's got tough matchups, who's got the soft matchups. Um, the ones I'm looking at as kind of tough, even though they play four games, is Arizona. Um, tonight they play Tampa, and then they have a back-to-back against Vegas and L.A. Wednesday and Thursday. And then you got a soaring St. Louis team on Saturday. It's a really tough week this week, especially if you're a Ranta owner, and you're looking at at least three starts for uh, Ranta. All three are going to be particularly hard to win. So I don't know if you want to sit Ranta, Ranta, however however you guys pronounce that. Um, but he has been doing very well, especially as of late, even though they have been playing Kemper a lot lately. So maybe they're looking for Kemper like to, to get him a little more starts so that he can be their starter. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. Uh, Boston has a really rough road this week. They got Winnipeg, Tampa, Florida, and Philly for their four-game week. That doesn't look too good, but... They're one of the best teams in the league. It shouldn't be too hard. Uh, Buffalo has a bad week. I mean, every week is a bad week for for Buffalo. But with only three games and two against top teams in the NHL, it's a bad time to own Sabres if you guys are owning any of them. Outside of Eichel, Reinhardt, Risto, or Ryan O'Reilly, I would probably even drop Sam Reinhardt now that he's been moved down to the third line. I'm dropping any of these guys uh, outside of Eichel, Risto, and Ryan O'Reilly. So then you also got the uh, the Rangers that have a hard week. They uh, they got a home-and-home home against the Capitals, and then they close out the week with a back-to-back against Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, the soft weeks that we're looking at this week, some of the easier matchups. Columbus is playing three games. They're all on the heavy nights, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. 
but they have maybe like the softest schedule this week. They're playing Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. They're all on the road, and they're all likely going to win. Uh, Dubois is probably a very good pickup for the week. Felino's out two to four weeks, um, and Dubois is picking up that slack in that top line center position. Uh, Detroit has a real sweet deck schedule this week. They got a back to back against Montreal and Pittsburgh. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game is kind of a wash, but then you got Buffalo and Ottawa to end the week. The bad part here who the hell are you guys going to stream from Detroit? Uh, I can't think of anyone worth giving a shot, but if you can stomach it, give one of these guys a try. Tyler Bertuzzi is on the um, top line. You know, Dylan Larkin's only 64% in ESPN, 63 in Yahoo. He could be worth taking a look at. He's a center and right wing. If he's available, give him a shot. Uh, three quarters of the games by the Caps are going to be pretty easy. You got a home and home against the Rangers. Then you got Carolina, and then you got Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh is obviously that one game that's not easy. Uh, all the games are on off nights. So someone like Tom Wilson could be a really, really good ad this week. Not to mention he's handsome as fuck. So now let's get into the daily streamer segment. So. I'm really sorry for the guys that are playing in these last couple weeks of the season in your fantasy hockey playoffs and whatever, but if you're doing it, here we go. So for Monday, tonight, uh, like I said before, I'm looking at Andre Pilat. He is 33% in ESPN, 36 in Yahoo. He's a left wing, and he's got one goal, one assist. He's a minus two, which is surprising. He's got three hits and three blocks since returning. He's playing second line, second power play, and he's going up against Arizona. There's no better way to go. You got to do it. So, for hits, how can we not talk about Nikita Zadorov? Hopefully you guys took my advice last week and cashed in on that 15-hit game that he put out. Uh, he's 28% in Yahoo, 26 in ESPN. He's going against Vegas tonight. I think he's going to, I mean, he always hits. So, let's move straight into blocks. Patrick Nemeth is my man for tonight. He's 4% in ESPN, 3% in Yahoo. I know you guys playing Yahoo don't have any have much to say for tonight's pickups, what with next day ads and stuff like that, nonetheless. Uh, Patrick Nemeth laid a goose egg in his last game against Vegas, but he had five in five in the game before that, and he has 17 over his five-game span. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to turn it back up tonight. So, For Pims, I'm going to Tom Wilson. He's not only the handsomest motherfucker in the game, but he's steady as fuck on penalty minutes. So we recommended him last week. Uh, he's a left wing, right wing. He's 42% in Yahoo, 27% in ESPN. And we're only going to keep recommending him. If he's on, if he's on the schedule, he's my PIM guy. He's like, he's my point guy. He's my hits guy. This guy is going to cover a lot of categories for you guys all week. He has PIMs in eight games out of his last ten. He's got two goals, two assists in that same span, and he plays on all the off nights. Tom Wilson, that's the guy you guys should be adding if you have limited ads throughout the week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we have nine games. So for points, I'm going to Derek Broussard. He is steadily rising in ownership. He went up 6% to 50% last week, uh, since last week in ESPN. He's only 37% in Yahoo. He's riding a six-game point streak with two goals, one on the power play. He's got two goals in that span, one on the power play, four assists, two penalty minutes, a game-winning goal. He's plus two and has 19 shots in six games. He's also got 11 hits and three blocks, so... He's going to be playing a very generous Detroit team tomorrow and is likely going to be scoring some points. Uh, for hits, I'm going to Robert Haig. He has finally been dethroned as the hits leader in the NHL. He's only two behind Chris Wagner right now, but Chris Wagner has been scratched his last two games, so so is Robert Haig. So I'm thinking if Haxtell puts him back in the lineup, uh, that's who I'm going for. 
either Chris Wagner or Robert Hay. Uh, for blocks, Chris Russell is and will always be my go-to guy for blocks. He's going to be going up against a he's going to be going up against a very hungry Columbus team. He's been steadily blocking all year. Chris Russell's your guy for blocks. For penalty minutes, uh, Jamie Alexiak is the guy I'm looking at for Tuesday. He's got Pims in four out of his last five games, totaling 11 penalty minutes over that span. He's also gained some relevance offensively lately. Uh, he's getting a few more minutes a game than he did in Dallas. He's a plus three and two has two assists in those five games, seven shots on goal, 14 hits, and seven blocks to add. So he's really studding it up right now in most categories. He's a good ad for Tuesday, and we're going to be bringing him up a lot this week. So the same thing for Tom Wilson. Jamie Alexiak is a good guy to add for the for the entire week if you need those um, those bottom categories. Uh, for Wednesday, for points, I'm actually going to look at Neil Pionk, at least while he does get this deployment. If Kevin Shattenkirk does come back, disregard this completely, but Neil Pionk is riding a seven-game point streak right now. He's got 10 points in that seven-game span, one goal, nine assists, four power play points, 11 shots on goal, 14 hits, seven blocks. Get him while he's still on the top power play. Get as much use out of this guy while you can while he's up there. Uh, outside of that, I'm going to Travis Konechny. Um, he's available in half of leagues. He's center, left wing, and right wing eligibility, so very versatile there. I'm just throwing it out there. I know he's super highly owned, but He's been really productive. He's got one of the highest point-per-game paces in the league since he's been up on that top line. Uh, in his last six, he's got six points, four goals, two assists. He's plus four, five penalty minutes because he fought TJ Oshie, which was pretty badass. Uh, 17 shots on goal, five hits, and seven blocks. He's going to be going up against Colorado on Wednesday. I think it's going to wind up being like top line versus top line for most of the offensive production. Um, if that doesn't happen, it's going to be just like weird depth scoring. Um uh, but anyway, uh, for hits, I, I'm looking at Neil Pionk again. He's a good guy to cover two categories here. You could also double up on Zadorov or Tom Wilson. Uh, all these guys have over 15 hits in their last week. Uh, for blocks, Eric Johnson in his last four games since returning, he's uh, 29% owned, 25% in Yahoo. Uh, he's blocked 13 shots. In his first game back, he logged none, but then he blocked seven the game following that. He's got a goal, two penalty minutes, he has an even plus-minus rating and nine shots on goal in those four games and eight hits. Uh, for penalty minutes, I'm looking at Alexander Petrovic. Petrovic? Yeah, I'm going to go with Petrovic. Uh, he's adding to the Panthers' enormous penalty minute total on the year. He's got penalty minutes in three of his six games going back. He's going against Toronto, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, Michael Haley's on the same team. He's, a, he's always a good bet for Florida. You know, that fucking goon. You got Tom Wilson, of course. Possibly someone like Michael Matheson. Those Panthers are really naughty fucks. So, a lot of time in the box. Um, you could really go for anybody out of those three guys, at least. They've been um, some of the most productive as far as penalty minutes. So, moving to Thursday for points. I'm going to take a swing out of left field here, guys. I'm going to go Richard Panic. Richard Panic. Uh, he's 9% in ESPN, 12% in Yahoo. He's got left wing, right wing tags. And he's going to be playing the Los Angeles Kings. I know, why am I suggesting a Coyote? But listen to this. So, Pionk, not Pionk, uh, Panic has snuck onto the top line. Um, step on's on a roll and likely owned. Same deal for uh, Clayton Keller. Panic is super low owned. He's got three goal, four goals and three assists in his last nine games. He's got five points in his last five games. He's on the top power play. He's got a sweet dick schedule for the whole week. So I can't not recommend him. Uh, for hits, I'm going to Mark Borvietsky. 
which I finally learned how to pronounce. So I had to look it up on YouTube, but I got it down now. So Mark Goddamn Borowiecki. Uh, he's 9% in ESPN, 10% in Yahoo. Uh, his last five, he's got five penalty minutes, which I guess is a fighting major. He's got 29 hits in five games played. He's seeing okay deployment with a sharp drop in his last game. He went from 17 minutes to almost 14, but he still managed to put up seven hits in those 14 minutes and a block. Um, for blocks, I'm going to go to Kevin Miller. He's been pretty spectacular lately um, and kind of really under the radar. He's 5% in ESPN, 6% in Yahoo. In his last five, he hasn't touched under 20 minutes um, of average time on ice, that is. So he's got two assists. He's a plus one, a shorthanded point in that span. Four penalty minutes, four shots on goal, 13 blocks, and 13 hits. So he's been a really well-rounded fantasy defenseman in these past couple weeks. Uh, for penalty minutes, I'm going to any of those Florida boys. Um, they're going up against Mar- Mark Borowiecki uh, and the Senators, so there should be some good tension there. Um, Tampa and Boston is likely going to be pretty high-strung as well. So I'm thinking if David Backus is back, he, he's supposed to resume skating tomorrow, so he could be back for the game against Tampa on Thursday. Uh, he's 18% at the moment in ESPN, 19 in Yahoo. He's always liable to put up some really good penalty minutes. Um, then you got a guy like Garnet Hathaway. He could likely fight, as Car- Calgary is all but like kicking out the chair on their season. Uh, super duper low owned. He's good for penalty minutes and penalty minutes only. Uh, moving ahead to Friday, I'm looking at Tyler Bozak for points right now. Uh, he is 19% in ESPN, 8% in... No, sorry, I got that backwards. Or do I? I wrote ESPN for both of them. Uh, 19% in ESPN, 8% in Yahoo. So in his last six, he's got a goal, six assists, four penalty minutes, three power play points. He's plus five, has 15 shots on goal, 60 faceoff wins, four hits, and five blocks. He's riding the hot hands of JVR at even strength and the equally hot hands of Marner on the power play. The Leafs are back to business as usual. Matthews is back. The lines are comfortable and familiar. They're firing on all cylinders. They've scored 27 goals in their last six games. So that's definitely something to focus on. If you're looking for offensive production, the Leafs have got it. Um, You could also look at a guy like Zach Hyman. He's been stapled to Matthews and Nylander when they're healthy. He's also pretty low-owned. Good way to go. Uh, For hits, I'm going back to Nikki Zadorov. Tom Wilson, Dimitri Yaskin, Kyle Clifford. These guys are all good bets. They've been hitting at really good clips here. I'm a huge fan of Nikki Zadorov, and that's who I would target. Uh, For blocks, Braden McNabb has been hitting and blocking lately. Uh, the Knights have a really nice schedule this week. He's under 15% in both ESPN and Yahoo. If you just need blocks, then Eric Johnson's the way to go. Uh, Derek Forbert has been a gambler's wet dream lately. He's either putting up seven blocks or four blocks or none. He's kind of like been Russian roulette with his blocks. But uh, if you want that type of excitement in your life, then by all means, go for Forbert. Uh, he's 3% in ESPN and Yahoo. He's got little to no offense to speak of, so that's where you're getting blocks and only blocks. Uh, penalty minutes. I'm going back to Tom Wilson, that handsome fucker. You you should pick him up for the week. Just put a poster of him on your ceiling, pick him up. He's the way to go. Uh, for Saturday, I got two here. I got Kyle Connor. He's the third star of last week. He's right around 50%, and if you listened to last week's episode, you know how baffling it is that he isn't owned across the board. He's one goal away from 30 on the year, and that's in 69 games. Nice. He's got 50 points on the year. He's an absolute stud. He's going to be even better next year. Um, if he's owned, I'd look at Pontus Aberg. He's a left-wing, right-wing, 7% in ESPN, 5% in Yahoo. In four games played, he has two goals, four assists, a power play point. Uh, he's a plus one, 
nine shots on goal, a game-winning goal, and he's got three hits. So he's been really up and down the lineup, but how stacked Saturday is, it is a good time to get, take a gamble. Uh, when you have most, if not all, of your lineup spoken for, Aberg could be a good guy just to just to plug in there. Um, for hits, I'm going to go to Jacob Delarose. He's a center and left wing, and Montreal is a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday, so it could be a good two-day hold. He's riding a three-game point streak right now. He's got 10 hits in that span uh, and 31 hits in his last 10. He's been taking a lot of good face-offs lately, um, so you could always fill your um, your face-off category as well. For blocks, uh, David Savard. This one is a little bit risky. He missed today's skate due to illness, but I'm thinking by Saturday he's going to be good to go. Um, he might even suit up tomorrow, so he's likely going to be back for Saturday's game. He's still blocking at an impressive clip. He's got 18 blocks in his last five. Um, if you want to look outside that, Jacob Chitrin is a good way to go. He's blocked 14 in his last five and is likely available to you. Uh, Pims, outside of the Florida boys, I'm going to go back to Jamie Alexiak. I'm banking on him big time for these penalty minutes. Um, could, be a real, could be a real stud for you this week. Uh, so for points on Sunday. Uh, Ryan Donato has quieted down since his real giant splash onto the scene. Uh, it seems like most of his points uh, occurred during his waiver period, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, he's got two straight pointless games. He's going to be playing Philly on Sunday. He could be a good stream. Outside of that, I'm looking at Derek Broussard. He's going to look to spark things up from the third line against Washington, whoever he matches up with. I'm also going to look at Oscar Lindblom. He is really low-owned. I think it's like 1% in uh, ESPN right now. He's been really good for Philly. He's recorded four point. He's recorded points in four out of five games with 11 shots on goal. He's playing with Voracek and Nolan Patrick. He's really been heating up. So you got guys like Tom Wilson, Travis Konechny, uh, Alexander Kerfoot. He's got two goals and an assist in his last three games played, and he, I think he's like 11% owned. That could be a good way to go for Sunday. Beer. Uh, hits. So I'm going to believe that Robert Haig, if he's out of uh, Dave Haxtell's doghouse, he's going to be in the lineup against Boston, and he's going to be throwing his body around. Uh, you got guys like Nikita Zadorov playing, Tom Wilson playing, Jacob Delarose playing, Nicholas Delorier has still been hitting, if nothing else, uh, literally nothing else but penalty minutes for Nicholas Delorier, um, most of which over the past two weeks have come from a 17 penalty minute night. So. He's been scratched lately a lot, so maybe don't focus on him too much. Uh, for blocks, I'm going to my old friend Andy Green. He's still blocking shots like crazy. You got Kevin Miller, who we already talked about. Um, Eric Johnson's out there to consider. Uh, again, so for penalty minutes, I'm going back to Jamie Alexiak. He plays on Saturday and Sunday. He's bound to get in the box in one of these games. Um, or Tom Wilson on the other side of the ice. So you got Jamie Alexiak, Tom Wilson, a lot of these... Um, angry hockey players, I guess. Uh, they're going to be playing each other, so I'm thinking that's going to be a really, really wild game with a lot of um, with a lot of power play opportunities and time spent in the box. So that's it for the streamer bit, you know, the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, now, before we close out the show, we're, I'm, I do want to talk about some interesting line shakeups. Um, then we're going to say our goodbyes. Um, so we already talked about Richard Pinek sneaking onto the top line in the desert. Um we already talked about Sam Reinhardt playing on the third line now in Buffalo. Uh, we talked about the top line in Calgary is now Nick Shore centering Sam Bennett and Curtis Lazar, that real bruiser line. Um, Carolina's lines have been, like, really strange lately. you got Brock McGinn on the top line with Stahl and Williams. Then you got Skinner Lindholm and Philip DiGiuseppe on the second line. 
And then you got a guy by the name of Valentin Zykov on the third line with Sebastian Ajo and Toivo Teravainen. So I guess they're either really trying to spread out the talent here or a lot of people are in the doghouse. I don't know what's going on in Carolina, but those are the lines. Um, the Blackhawk lines are pretty fucked up right now. you got Victor Edgesell centering Kane and Saad with Schmaltz centering the Debrinket and Henestrosa line. But Henestrosa was also practicing on the right wing on the top line, so I'm not sure where Patrick Kane is going to end up. Uh, he wasn't really on the practice lines uh, reported this morning. But I'm thinking he's going to be on the top line, obviously, with Victor Eshel and Saad. But you got to watch where Henestrosa slots in um, coming closer to game time. So we talked about Pierre-Luc Dubois centering on the top line for Felino uh, in Columbus. Then you got Ryan Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, who have been super hot lately, together with Ty Ratty and Edmonton on the top line. And then you got Pontus Aberg and Drake Kajula. Uh, they're winging Leon Dreisaitl right now. And then you got uh, Milan Lucic, Ryan Strom, and Jesse Yessa Pujarvi on the third line. So I think Edmonton probably has the hardest to pronounce names in all of the league. You got guys like Jujar Kaira, uh, Drake Kajula, Yessa Pujarvi, Leon Dreisaitl, Milan Lucic. Like, Jesus. I think that's what they aim for. And then Kyler Yamamoto. Jeez. Uh, Frank Vitrano, that fucking meathead, he's seeing uh, line two time in Florida. He's playing with Vincent Trocek and Jonathan Huberdeau. Um, he's been doing all right at that spot. He's got two goals and assists in five games played. He's still logging like really small time on ice, just around 12, 13 minutes on ice. Um, and then the one that I do want to talk about, the most productive one that could affect you guys, is Jesper Faust. He's playing on line one right now with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. He's got assists in four straight games and three goals in five games. So... That's a good guy to keep an eye on if you're looking for offense. So, all right, boys, that's it. Um, this episode is not going to be up on iTunes until tomorrow. We're recording on a Monday right around 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm um, hoping to get this edited and up on the air by tonight, but uh, it's going to be too late for Puck Drop for those of you guys listening on iTunes and any of our other podcasts, provider, whatever, I don't know, fucking Podbean or Stitcher, whatever the hell we're on. Um so, but anyway, I'm glad you guys um, I'm glad you guys tuned in. So, for all of you listening tomorrow on Tuesday, you guys get to laugh at how bad my uh, streamer suggestions were for tonight. But anyways, like I said, I'm glad you guys tuned in. Best of luck to those of you who are still fighting for a title. I hope dearly that none of your studs get rested or sat this week, like Stamkos tonight. Uh, we're gonna have one more episode next week for the regular season stuff. Then we're gonna take a week off. We're gonna do some research on prospects and. Start focusing on the draft that's coming up in June. Um, and then it's playoffs, baby. So we're going to be doing a lot of hockey watching, a lot of drinking. I'm going to be starting a new job pretty soon. I'm going to be um, chefing it up in the city. Pretty excited about that. I'm going to be taking a week off in between jobs. So the wife and I were talking about maybe going to Dublin, Ireland. So I'm going to have plenty of time to read up on prospects and the hopefuls for next year's draft. Uh, during the summer, we're going to be doing like bi-weekly episodes with some more content for next year. We're going to do, you know... Draft rankings, uh, left wing, right wing, center, defense, stuff like that. Uh, goalies, obviously. So, anyway, boys, cheers. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Be sure to get on over to iTunes. Give us a rating if you're really digging it. Um, feel free to tweet at us at FHF Hockey with any questions you guys might have. Um, give us a follow here on Instagram. I know you guys are already doing it. Uh, we go live every week on Instagram with the episode. Um, you could, for those of you listening on iTunes or whatever, you can follow us on Instagram. We do daily streamer segments. Um, we do all the goalie starts in our, um, in our stories with the line combinations right there, shit like that. So 
I'll see you guys next week. Love you. Thanks for tuning in.